And hello, and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you once again. And uh, it's, a, uh, it's a strange night already. So um, we are starting this on Thursday nights. Um, like I said, I'm going to try to do it on Thursday nights now instead of Fridays. Um, I have a lot of duty on Friday nights. So, and uh, well, I have duty tomorrow, and I've been getting phone calls from work uh, for the past oh, I don't know, hour and a half or so, dealing with a problem at work. So if you see me, look down at my phone. I'm not trying to be rude. Um, it's, in a, it's a text message keeping me up to date on a, uh, a plumbing issue. So that's one of the things I deal with in utilities. So that's what it is. And I just want to uh, say a special welcome to, I think I got my actually, let's see, yes, I'm actually recording this time. I remembered to turn it on. Well, there's always that. <laughs> so that's a good start. Um, and I just want to say welcome to, um, well, Sister Elizabeth is here, Sister Lizzie. And uh, somebody, oh, this is B&W. I changed my name to my actual name. Well, hello, Brother Gabriel. I didn't know that was your first name, so hello. And my mom is on here. Hello, Mom. And we're going to get started in Romans chapter 2 here in a second. Like I said, if I look down on my phone, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to uh, keep up, up to date with what's going on here. Uh, can everybody hear me all right? If it sounds all right, uh, if it sounds all right, just kind of give me a heads up. If you're starting to see any kind of skipping frames or um, you're seeing any kind of... Uh, or hearing any kind of audio kind of problems, you just let me know, okay? Hello, uh, Brother Adam Moore. It's good to see everybody on here tonight on a Thursday night. Good, good to go. So if my mom can hear me. Uh, sometimes she has. Uh, she was saying that it sounded kind of uh, low. So if she can hear me, that means it's good to go. So we'll get started right away. And like I said... Please don't uh, think I'm being rude if I look down on my phone. Um, also, those that are listening on the audio podcast later on, uh, I'm just—I got my phone over here. Got my four water bottles. That's uh, some sort of a record for the desk, and I got my coffee here, so it's good to go. I hope everybody's doing well out there. Um, it's been very cold here in Pennsylvania. And I know there's been a cold snap everywhere. I saw on the Facebook that Sister Elizabeth was building a little snowman. So you guys got snow down there in Tennessee. And uh, I saw the little snowman, and that was good to go. And Brother Tim, saw a video you were making outside in the cold, cold weather. So I know you guys get uh, cold weather in uh, when you're living in Las Vegas. I know it gets cold there. But um, I don't know if it ever snows, but you're certainly going to get it there. Yes, you made a mini snowman. It was very small, but don't worry. Never fear. There'll be plenty of snow to come. Um, it's supposed to be, according to these different almanacs and stuff, the predictions saying that it's going to be a pretty snowy year. So I don't know what that says about uh, all the different viewpoints out there about the climate and so forth and so on, but... I know I'm not worried about that because uh, one day there's going to be some, as somebody said before, there's going to be some real global warming going on. 
and that's when he melts everything with a fervent heat, and he makes all things new. So I know I have faith in that. And there's a uh, Elizabeth on here. Hello to you. I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen you on here before. Yeah, and Brother Tim's on here. Okay, let's all get started here, and um, we'll get started back here in Romans chapter 2. Okay, so last time we just started out with Romans chapter 1, and uh, of course, it's the introduction. Uh, Paul, as he writes these epistles, he's going to be making his introduction. He's going to be greeting them and saying different things, but he gets into it pretty much right away talking about um, a bunch of different subjects, but mainly talking about um, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. That's in verse 21. So he starts in verse uh, basically 18 or so, and on down through there, starts speaking about who we're going to be accountable to, who we're answerable to, and who is um, the people of this world and their vain imaginations, and starting out telling man who they are in their natural state. So now we continue in Romans chapter 2. It kind of basically, after it wraps up at the end of chapter 1, it gives a whole bunch of different things here. Remember, it's, these are letters, so this is it's still in context, still talking about the same thing. How do I know that? Because it starts out by saying, therefore. Okay. So my dad's been a preacher for a long time, and uh, he said, whenever you see in the King James Bible, you see therefore, you better make sure you know what it's there for. I know it's an old kind of a corny joke, but it makes sense. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doeth the same things. So we're going to start out right away seeing, bam, there it is. Boom, right in the face. You're inexcusable, O man. It doesn't matter if you think you haven't done these things or whatever. You're a sinner in the eyes of God, period. You're inexcusable. No excuses. None whatsoever. And um, so that's very important for us to realize right away. By the way, as we go through, as we go through chapter 2 here, um, it's going to continue into chapter 3. And when it continues into chapter 3, we're going to see a theme going here, for all have sinned. And you'll see that, that famous verse. But more importantly, I just want to talk to you Christians out there. This is, a, this is something that when I see all these things, I, it, it makes me understand, it makes me thankful and very grateful for my position in Christ now. See, I used to be this way. In my natural state, I was this way without Without Christ, I didn't have any excuse. Oh, wretched man that I, that I am and still am in this flesh. The only difference is now that I've been redeemed. I've been bought with a price. I'm a new creature in Christ. Not only that, I am the son of God. I'm the son of God. I have a home in heaven. I am seated, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus all sorts of different verses that say who we are now, what our position is in Christ because of what he did for us. So that is why, that is why it's so awesome to see. So as we read down through here, we get, we, I understand that this is speaking to, remember it's speaking to the church here, 
but it's reminding them who they once were and then those that are around them. And so just remember that and be thankful. Be very thankful for all that, for what he's done. And uh, Sister Elizabeth, I've been listening to the uh, song we, you were talking about last time quite a bit. Were it not for grace, where would I be? Going down some pointless road to nowhere with my salvation up to me. Oh, man. I'm glad it wasn't up to me. Verse number two. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. It's going to be, we're going to be judged by that truth. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doeth the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? It's a very good question. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness, and forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? Well, there's the word repentance. Oh, no. As uh, so we were going through the uh, the booklet that Brother JT is, uh, I believe, finished up now and getting ready to get it published, the little booklet there, the uh, the track, it talks about this. Verse five, it says, "But after thy hardness and impenitent, impenitent, or excuse me, impenitent heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath, and revelation of the righteous judgment of God." who will render to every man according to his deeds. To them who by patience, continuance, and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. This keeps going here. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first, and also the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. So all one statement there, it's all one uh, sentence. It's a continuing thought that the wrath to come for you is deserved. We're deserving of that. It doesn't matter who you are, how good you try to be. And isn't that true in this life? We see people trying to do their good works trying to live their life, trying to earn a certain reputation as being a good person. And while in the eyes of men, they very well may be good people, very good people. Like, oh, wow, this, this person is a upstanding citizen, so to speak. They do good works, deeds. Well, who will render to every man according to his deeds, speaking of God? It doesn't matter what you do in this life. Without Christ, there is no hope. There is no good deeds. There's no good in you. All your righteousness, so to speak, as the Bible says, is as filthy rags. That's why you need his righteousness. You have to stand in judgment. When you stand in judgment, you don't want to be standing there in your own righteousness. It's not going to get you far. It goes to destruction. It goes to the wrath. The righteous judgment of God will happen on that day. You are without excuse. You're inexcusable, old man. Let's continue now. All right, verse 14. And I don't want you guys, uh, 
if you're new to this, I don't want you getting confused down through here. Um, just read it and have uh, ask the Spirit of God to teach you. Because sometimes when you come to this for the first time, you're like, well, this, this doesn't kind of make any sense. But just understand, read it very slowly, and we'll read it. In fact, if you would, read it out loud with me. Read it out loud with me in your King James Bible. Open it up. I got it open right here. And start in verse 12. For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law. And as many have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. Now, meaning that everybody is still judged. Well, I was a Gentile. I must have an, I must have an excuse. Uh, before, before the law came or before Christ came and died, and now there's no Jew or Gentile, but before that, I was living in Babylon. I didn't. I have an excuse. I didn't have this law. I didn't know anything about it. You're, they're still without excuse. Well, it'll talk about that in other passages. So it goes. It doesn't give people an excuse when they stand before God. And we spoke about that in chapter one, verse thirteen. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Don't get that confused either. When you start to think, well, it says right here, the doers of the law shall be justified. So if I keep the law, well, good luck with that. You're not going to be able to do it, period. In fact, it made it so much that Jesus even talked about that, well, you see, you say you keep the law, but have you ever looked upon a woman? I'm paraphrasing. And lusted in your heart? You've already committed adultery. Boom. It's over. You've already broken the law in one, as this, uh, you know, as it says in James. James chapter 2, I believe. You've broken the law in one thing, you might you broke them all. No man can keep the law. That's why they needed the second Adam. That's why God came. That's why he showed himself. He humbled himself, took on the form of a servant, as it says in Philippians, and humbled himself to that cross, died for your sins. He was the only one that kept the law completely. He accomplished it. When he said, it is finished, that means it's everything. Work's done. I did it all. The debt's been paid. James chapter 2 and verse 10. Thank you. I always try to say James chapter 2 verse 11 for some reason. 11 pops into my, my mind every time. And I know it's not right every time. James chapter 2 and verse 10. Thank you, Brother Gabriel. All right. So verse 14 for when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts. See, their conscience, conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the mean while accusing or else excusing one another. In the simplest terms that I can give you, people know when they're doing wrong when they know they're doing right. You, it's really interesting having young children. You don't have to really tell them. You don't have to teach them to do bad things, okay? They And they already know. They'll see just a look, and you look over at them, and they'll be doing something wrong, and they already know they're doing something wrong, even at two years old. It's ingrained in them. Now, I have some thoughts so when we get to Romans chapter 7 as to why I believe that young People like that are still safe, so to speak. Not saved, but safe. 
And uh, I'll explain that more when we get to Romans chapter 7. I, I, I love talking about that when we get there, but that'll be down the road. Okay, in verse 16. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Now, I just want to stop right here. I need to uh, take a drink of coffee first, and then I want to bring up a point real quick. And there was work. Yeah, I knew it on my work phone. But just making everybody aware of the situation. All right. Um, let's talk about verse 16. Because I want to bring up a, a, a little bit of a phrase right here. This is Paul speaking. He says, In the day when God shall judge the secret of men, secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Now, please, do not get it twisted. Paul's gospel wasn't of Paul, okay? He was giving them what he was given, okay? I don't, please, people get this twisted around so many times. In fact, I've you, you see it all the time. Oh, you know, you got to follow Paul's gospel. You know, uh, don't worry about what this person said and this person said. Well, if it lines up with the Bible, then it's the gospel. But if John said it, if so forth and so on, Paul's gospel was given to him by Jesus Christ to give to usward, as it says, to youward, to reveal the mystery to the Gentiles, us. And so I keep hearing these people say stuff about Paul's gospel. And um, just be careful with that and um, know what you're saying when you do say that, okay? There's a thing called hyper-dispensationalism. Uh, hey, well, you know, you got to go to this and chop this up and well Paul's saying it here but he's not really meaning it there he's meaning it over here you know yeah the Pauline epistles and they'll they'll constantly talk about the Pauline epistles well okay you know that's for the church you know I, absolutely just be careful it's not Paul's gospel that he just made up whole cloth no he was given it to give to us so I just wanted to bring that up real quick and as and especially when Paul says something, follow me as uh, I follow Christ or so something to speak. Somebody say, "See, we should just follow Paul." And you know, you know, I can take that to a really far extent and say, "Well, all you know, we should be all tent makers." And it's like, "Oh, all right, hold on, just calm down." And people, some get some wild and crazy views sometimes. Just read the scripture for what it what it says. Don't try to read into it. And then uh, verse seventeen. That was just a little side note. Behold, thou art called a Jew, and retest in the law, and makest thy boast of God, and knowest his will, and approvest the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law. This is speaking to the Jews now about their their haughtiness, about they thought they were so special because they had the law, and are confident, verse 19, that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth and the law. Thou, therefore, which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself, that thou thou that preachest a man should not steal, doth thou steal? 
it's showing their hypocrisy here. Look at all this. They profess themselves to be wise. They, you know, they they taught the law and they and they pontificated, so to speak. That's what Jesus was confronting when he was confronting these Pharisees. He said, "Full of dead men's bones, whited sepulchers," and this is what he's talking about. On the outward, they had all the trappings and all the niceties and everything that people were like, "Wow, these these people got to put together." They know the law. Isn't that what Paul said? That he, you know, he was taught by the the greatest, you know, at the feet of Gamaliel. He knew the law backwards and forward, and he was killing Christians, persecuting Christians, throwing them in prison. So, we keep reading here. Verse 22 says that thou sayest a man should not commit adultery. Dost thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? Paul's bringing it up to these guys. They're like, oh, I'm thankful I'm not as this man does. Remember the Pharisee and the publican? It's right here. It is right here. The same thought. Verse 23 kind of starts to sum it all up. Thou that maketh thy boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonorest thou God. It's a question. For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. Uh, Careful now, Christian. Don't uh, get on your high horse now. Don't get on your high horse thinking, well, see, I'm glad we're not like that. Are we not? We can get like that, can't we? Forget about who, what our place is, what our position is in Christ, and think that we're something that we're not. Get ourselves all puffed up. Well, I'm glad I don't. I'm glad I don't uh, worship idols. I'm glad that I don't. Uh, I don't commit adultery. I don't do all these different things through here. Be careful. Be careful. We get there that way all the time. Let that be a warning, and as it is to me, because by our conversation, our walk, look at what it says talking about, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. Don't you see that professing Christians that live a certain way, and then the world looks at them and goes, what's the difference? What, what, what's the difference with you? How are we different than these Jews here that Paul is calling out and showing their hypocrisy? Be careful. Be careful. Be careful about your end of your conversation. Not about what we just say, but the conversation as it speaks about in the Bible is the walk. Does the walk match the talk? We keep going back to that over and over and over again on this channel. I think it's because it's vital. First of all, most professing Christians don't know their Bible. They make statements all the time that are completely unscriptural. All the time. Well, you know, Lord knows I'm trying. What, what do you mean you're trying? Lord knows you're trying. That doesn't work. 
He's given you his spirit. We are more than conquerors. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What do you mean you're trying? You can have victory. Michael, speaking to myself right now, preaching to myself. So just be careful. We get this haughty spirit within ourselves, but just remember what position you are you have now in Christ. Remember what we talked about about in Ephesians where it says, um, walk worthy according to the vocation wherewith you are called. It's a calling. It's so much more than just like, well, I'm going to punch in, punch out like a time clock at your work. This is the end of your conversation. The people around you see you living what you're speaking. So let's be careful because the name of God should not be blasphemed. A lot of people talk about, well, I don't use the Lord's name in vain. Do you? You know, using the Lord's name in vain is in an ambassadorship as we are ambassadors for Christ. Using the name of using the name of the king in vain, empty. Don't you think we do that a lot? I do. Well, you know, God God says we should be doing this. Meanwhile, I'm not doing that myself. Oh, my goodness. And they're like, wait, wait, you just said that. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Please forgive me. I, you know, I'm weak, oh, wretched man that I am, this weak flesh. So just remember that. All right, verse 25. For circumcision verily profiteth if thou keep the law. Mm. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Now this is speaking of the physical that the Jews were banking on. You know, look at this sign that was given to Abraham and so forth and so on. It was just a sign but there's talking about how we are circumcised now, spiritually speaking. That old has been cut away, so to speak. Okay? Verse 27, And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law. Another question. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. Okay? Again, it's speaking like, get your head out of the, okay, I'm working on the outside here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this out of my life, and I'm going to cut. God wants the heart. You stand before Christ one day, all the outward things that you did, without the heart being changed, without the renewing, and remember, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. Without the renewing of you, without the um, reconciliation that takes place, without the being born again, a new creature in Christ, it doesn't matter what the outward looks like. I've met some people that have their lives gloriously changed by Jesus Christ, saved and um, I'm thinking of a gentleman right now uh, that I knew in Mississippi that if you saw him on the street, 
if you saw him on the street and he wasn't wearing his long sleeves and he didn't have his collar pulled up and he didn't have, uh, you know, some things covered on his arms and his legs, if you could see his skin, you would be like, whoa, look at this guy, covered in tattoos. Lived a reckless, horrible life and was gloriously changed by Jesus Christ. Sending out there, just proclaiming the gospel to people. Standing there saying, as an ambassador now for Christ, look what Christ did for me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Just giving the gospel. Well, on the outward, oh my goodness, this guy is... He's, well, man, this guy must be, and you know, he's the one of the most people that's most ashamed of it, but he's also the most thankful. People get raised up in not so bad circumstances, so to speak, and they can still be saved. Still got to come to the end of yourself, though. If you think what your outward is going to make any difference to God, that's what Romans chapter two is about. It's not going to make a bit of difference. All have sinned, and as we'll continue right down through here. Verse 29, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. All praise and honor and glory to God for what he's done, for what he's done in me. That's what I talked about before. If you're without Christ and you have not made that uh, decision in your life to where you finally said, it doesn't matter what I do on the outward, the inward is so rotten. Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. I recognize what you did. I acknowledge what you did on the cross was for me, all of me. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Lord, be merciful to me. Would you save me? You're believing in that and you're calling on him. He is faithful and just to forgive you of sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Yeah, that's a good point. So Brother Tim's talking about verse 29. There's a a point of view out there, which is very unscriptural, that talks about how we're all Jews now. We're all, you know, we're Jews. No, it's speaking all the way down through here in context about the inward. Paul is getting them to realize it's about the inward, not about the outward. And he's talking about replacement theology. Verse 29 does not prove replacement theology. It's ridiculous if you think it does. But... Again, read the scriptures in context, and we'll keep reading here uh, for a few more minutes and starting chapter 3. I think Brother Tim knows how to kind of get me start to spun up a little bit, start talking about replacement theology, and I'll get kind of spun up because how can you read, especially Romans? All of Romans, 
How can you read that and think that God is done with the Jews as a nation? He's not. That's why it's called the time of Jacob's trouble. It's it's so simple, folks. People try to pollute the scriptures, try to rest it to their own destruction. First one of chapter three. All right. Moving on. What advantage hath then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? See? It doesn't matter. It's not about the outward. Not about the outward. Much every way. Chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Well, it was. They were a chosen nation. Who am I to question that, by the way? And he's not done. Until the fullness of Gentiles become in. Okay? There's all sorts of different scriptures on that. And in one day, there's there's a lot of good teaching on that online. If you want to you want to go deep into those studies, uh, check out uh, Brother Brian Denlinger's channel, uh, Brother Tim, who's on here, AVBTM Evangelist Videos. You go check out his channel, Brother JT, others that are on here have a lot of good studies on that. And one day, I'll probably uh, touch on it myself in, in deeper detail. But right now, let's just get to the scriptures uh, for this channel. All those men do a great job of teaching that subject of the uh, time of Jacob's trouble. So go check that out. They have a lot of information, great information there as they go straight to the word of God. But uh, the, the oracles of God, those things were committed to them. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written. Amen. Amen and amen. I don't care who spouts whatever. If it goes against this, my friends, if it goes against this, that person's a liar. Let God be true and every man a liar, but every man a liar, as it is written. That thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. But if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid. For then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God hath made, or excuse me, hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come, whose damnation is just. Now this goes to the people who talk about, well, I can live whatever life I want to. We're justified by grace, right? You know, that's it. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, as Paul says. And I think what's going on here. Let us do evil that good may come, whose damnation is just. I guess some people were already saying that about him. Well, he's just saying you can live whatever life you want now. Isn't that what it's saying? But he says, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, people were, oh, I swear that Paul said this. Paul's making it very clear. No, I did not. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. That's not what it's about. That's not walking worthy. That's not understanding what your position is now in Christ. 
my goodness, you're now a child of the king. We are joint heirs, priests and kings. Uh, Okay, start acting like it. Start acting like it. All right, I think I'm going to stop in verse 10, so let's keep reading verse 9. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have better, or for we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. So we'll stop there tonight uh, in Romans chapter 3. So Romans 2. As you're reading in context, read 1, 2, and 3 all kind of together. It's all in the same thought. But I just wanted to bring out a few different things there about the outward man. It doesn't matter about the outward, what happened to the inward. Okay? But Paul in the same time says, now that your inward has been circumcised, now who you are in Christ, the outward should start to reflect that. See that? The sanctification starts to happen, the breaking away of all this nonsense that's in our lives that still, by the way, can pervade our lives if we work in our own mind and our own spirit and be like, well, I really want this. So just remember that. Christian, remember what the Jews are being talked about here in Romans chapter 2 when Paul's saying, look, you know, you guys talk a good game here. You talk a good game, but on the inward, no, wretched. It needs to be the opposite way as far as your inward needs to match your outward. Or excuse me, your inward will reflect on your outward. Okay? Just remember that. All right. So we've gone 40 minutes into here. And uh, I thank you again for uh, starting up on Thursday nights. Just remember this. Um, as we continue through uh, Romans and other things, if you're, if you're liking what's going on in the channel, if you've been checking in and um, you like what you see as far as us, um, why don't you give us a like, a subscription, click the bell, get notifications so whenever we go live or have a new video come out, I don't, I'm, I will bring this up for those that are new. Um, well, thank you, Maritime Bible Believer. Thursday night is good. I think so. I think it's going to work out a little bit better, and my wife likes it. So I think it'll work out pretty good. But just if you like the channel, um, please subscribe. I will tell all those that are maybe new, I'm not monetized. So it doesn't get me any more money. That's not why I do this, okay? God's been good to me. He's blessed me as far as all my needs are taken care of. You know, I I struggle for even thinking about putting up a PayPal. I put it up. I don't ever mention it because there's really no needs in my life. I kind of put it up there because I know some people would love to just to contribute to a ministry. And um, I so I made it available. Um, I don't ever mention it, but it, there is there is a link up there. So if you if you'd like to do that but don't don't forget too that if you like listening to the audio version where you can just uh download them to your uh smartphone so to speak or your uh any other device you can find us at let this mind be in you ministries podcast on 
Apple Podcast and iHeartRadio Podcast and online at podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com. And uh, you can find us there, audio versions for you listening in your car. And um, please tell all your friends. Um, some people, some people will never, well, they may not listen to you, but you're like, hey, go check out this guy's channel and point them to salvation messages and so forth and so on. Do that for other brothers that are on here as well. Brother Omar says, I like the audio version. Thank you. Thank you for looking into those things. I, Like I've said before, the analytics on, um, let's see, iHeartRadio and Apple Podcast, they, you have to have so many different, you have to have so many uh, listeners before it even starts to register. So I don't get to see that. So it's very encouraging that somebody's listening to some of the audio versions. So thank you, Brother Omar. All right, folks, uh, with that, uh, we got a, a, about 10, 15 minutes. If, I'm going to open it up to questions or comments or um, maybe even some praises. You have a praise that God has uh, uh, blessed in your life in some shape or fashion. Um, maybe you've led somebody to the Lord. Somebody came and you had a gospel conversation, and they came in a broken, contrite spirit and said, you know, I need this. And you were there. They had that divine appointment. Um so if you'd like to give a praise or talk about that, um, just let, set it here in the comments on this live stream. And again, I encourage you to just, uh, if you're new or you're just listening in, why don't you give us a, a like and a subscription, and uh, we'd appreciate it very much here. I'm trying to just go to the Word of God. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. All right. Mr. Oh, Brother Daruna says, listening while eating spaghetti. Well, amen. As a Italian, I love my spaghetti. Okay, Gabriel. Brother Gabriel says, Christians are supposed to hate sin, but in Galatians 5, verse 20, talks about hatred as one of the works of the flesh that will prevent you from inheriting God's kingdom. How do you explain that? Hmm. Very simply that it's not talking about the same hate. Okay? All right. Uh, we are to hate sin. And let's see. Despise sin. And let's go to where you're talking about in Galatians 5 and verse 20. Let's take that one at a time here. Galatians 5 and verse 20 says, Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, all those different things. Yeah. Um, but go back. Okay. Verse 16, Then I say, this I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Remember, there's a war in between us. Um, our, you know, the spirit, uh, what does it say? It talks about, uh, Paul talks about that, battleth, I'm not using the right term. But anyways, we there is that constant battle between flesh and the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Paul speaks about this. But if ye led by the spirit, ye are not under the law. So I just would remember that, um, Brother Gabriel, 
that we are to hate the sin, so to speak, um, but the hatred, speaking of there, um, is talking about those that are hating a somebody. Uh, I believe in First John it talks about that and some other places. You know, How can you say that you love God who you have not seen and hate your brother who you have seen? Somebody help me with that, where that's at. I don't know if that's First John or not, but just remember that. So that's how I would kind of try to explain that. It's, uh, first of all, the salvation is not of us, the inheriting of the kingdom of God. We've been promised the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of heaven, by the way. That's a very different subject for a different time. But the kingdom of God. That's who we are, our position in Christ now, because it's through him. It's his choosing that he has made us the sons of God. And so there's no condemnation. Therefore, there's no condemnation there in Christ Jesus. Hold on, sir. Therefore. Somebody's probably going to be able to. Look at that. There. Just one second, folks. Yeah. Romans 8, 1. We're going to get to that. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so I think that's what one of the things that I was wanting to talk about as far as the inward. The inward's been changed. Unfortunately, our body, our flesh has not been redeemed yet. So we're waiting for that blessed hope. That blessed hope is when our whole body, soul, and spirit will be redeemed at that at that day. And so we have to deal with this flesh. Yes, 1 John four twenty. If a man say, I love God and hate it, yes. Thank you, brother. Yes, I knew it was in 1 John. I just didn't want to say the wrong thing here. Brother Duruna, thank you. We'll be praying for you as you're doing your study tonight at your house there. God bless you. That's a good verse there, Sister Elizabeth. Psalm 119, verse 104. Uh, Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. You know, it's a different, you know, we're, we're told not to hate people, you know. You can hate that sin, that false way, though. Uh, yeah. Good question, though. Very good. Yep. Is your hatred for the right reasons? Hating sin is the right reason. Yeah. We were commanded to judge those things, the sin, so to speak, and the, but we're not called to hate people. Now, Again, these uh, these replacement theology, you know, it's all coming back to that now, Brother Tim. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, these replacement theology people, at the end, talk about hating Jews. Okay. That's not the Spirit of God. Hating people. You can have compassion on them and hate the fact that they're, they're mired in still their traditions as they were even 2,000 years ago um, instead of trusting in Christ. So, yeah. Not supposed to hate people. Yep. Remember, 
as we read tonight in Romans chapter 2, all will stand before Christ one day. There's no respect of a person. Uh, forget that's in the very first yes verse 11 for there is no respect of persons with god so you know well i'm i'm of a superior race really first of all we're all the human race uh don't know of any others uh so that's kind of interesting there is you know obviously black people and white people and Asian people, and so forth and so on. But in God's eyes, there's two types of people. Those that are covered in the righteousness that he provided, and those that are not. The saved and the lost. That's how God views people. There's no respect. Well, look at me. Look at all the stuff I did. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Just remember that. All right. Uh, be angry and sin not. Somebody brought up that verse. And brother, or no, Sister Elizabeth brought that up. Sorry for that. Uh, brother, uh, Bible even Vato is on here. Thanks, brother. I know uh, you're not going to be able to listen to the live stream right now, but I'm sure you'll listen in later on. Uh, Cheslin Sanker, I'm from South Africa. Well, thank you for watching from South Africa. Thank you so much for this word. I missed a bit how the heart, how is the heart circumcised? Is it through the word? It is through the capital W word, okay? He's the one that makes uh, created me a new heart and different things like that. We are renewed. We are, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Sorry. I don't want to know. Ephesians. Quickened. So quickened is the same thing. It's been, you know, you, you're dead in trespasses and sins, and then he quickens you. And so, yes, it is through the word. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The word of God happens to be the word from the beginning. Yep, Jesus Christ. It is through the word. Okay. Okay, that's an interesting question. Uh, so thank you again, uh, Cheslin Sanker from South Africa. Acts uh, 7, verse 48. This is uh, Gabriel bringing up Acts 7. Interesting. Okay, let's go over there. Look at this. Acts chapter 7. In verse 48, you say, Okay, it says, Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. Yeah, this is uh, Stephen talking to the Jews there before he is, uh, he is murdered. He's martyred for Christ. But Solomon built him, albeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. Now, it's interesting he's speaking that to the Jews because they held the temple in such high regard. They worshipped the building. Worshipped the building. Careful now. Careful. 
And it says here, um, could apply to organized religions, church building, yep. But what about the temple that would be rebuilt in Jerusalem where the Antichrist will be claiming to be God? Well, that's interesting that that temple will be defiled, the abomination of desolation. Um, This is an interesting topic. I don't know if we have a whole lot of time to get into it, but the third temple uh, that will be built, okay, so we have the Solomon's Temple, you have the uh, Temple of Herod, I believe it is, yes, and then it'll be the temple that is built during the time of Jacob's Trouble, or possibly before that, I don't know. Um, It's not really clear about that. But he will stand in that holy place saying that he is God. Uh, first of all, the holy place, the temple is not made with hands. It's in the heart, you know, our spirit. And it's been, uh, so that's why we are not here. That's another good example why we're not here. Uh, the circumcision made without hands. Okay, I'll get to that in a minute. Yes, Sister Elizabeth, that's a very good verse. And we uh, spoke about that when we were in Colossians. But anyways, getting back to the temple. So that temple will be completely defiled and everything like that. It, it, it's just going to be a building. Um, but there is a millennial temple. Now, there's some things hard to be understood in the book of Ezekiel when you start talking about the millennial temple, which is something that you can't even fathom how big it is, how much land that it covers. I took some time. I, I took some time. Uh, yes, I see you, Brother Gabriel. I know the third temple will be in the time of Jacob's trouble, though. Yeah, that's that's the one that the uh, the Antichrist will defile. But I took some time a while back. Oh, this was several years ago, where I I, I looked into studying the Millennial Temple, and uh, some people went back and forth as why why would uh, all right, good night, mom. Why would there need to be a temple during the Millennial reign? That's a very interesting thought. Why do we need to be bringing sacrifices and so forth and so on? Well, uh, there's no more faith in the millennial kingdom. What do you mean by that, Brother D'Angelo? Well, there's no more faith because you can see the creator of the universe is going to be ruling and reigning from Jerusalem. Well, I don't believe that. Well, uh, preterist and uh, amillennialist and all these different kinds of things, Nope, 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 nope. There's going to be a literal thousand-year reign of Christ on this earth. That's Bible. If you want to, you want to try to deny it. You want to try to uh, say that it's already been and all these other kinds of weird, weird things. Okay, uh, but you're not getting that from the Scripture. Okay. So, but anyways, that temple will be there, and it's it's really interesting in Ezekiel what it takes to. Um, what it takes to sanctify that temple. It's very interesting. It's, it's a lot of sacrifices. Uh, you remember when Solomon, um, after he got done building the temple, the first temple, which was amazing, but it won't, it pales in comparison to what the millennial temple is. Just read about it sometime. Um, but it pales in comparison to that one, but all the sacrifices that were done, that so many, so many animals were sacrificed. It'll happen again, but uh, if you want to go down deep and uh, on a on a study on the Millennial Temple, uh, just you're going to be there for a while. And there's some things that brothers and sisters in Christ that it's not for us to know right now. It's just not. Uh, it's not worth getting wrapped up out and and you know trying to 
be contentious about too, you know, but there is an actual temple. There is an actual thousand year reign of Christ. It's not 997 years. It's a thousand years. Okay. He makes a promise to those that are beheaded during the time of Jacob's trouble that they will rule and reign with him for a thousand years. It says it right there in the book of Revelation. So let God be true and every man a liar. All right. Yeah, Sister Elizabeth brought up Colossians 2, verse 11 through 15, the circumcision made without hands. Yep. So go read, go back and read that. Yes. Every, uh, Brother Jacob here, last day's maze, says, Amen. Everyone will know who Jesus is. Like Moses heard God say, I am that I am. Yep. They'll know exactly who he is. They'll see him. He rules with a rod, uh, uh, rod of iron, very justly. People have to go up to that temple every year as nations and do what they're supposed to do or else he puts a curse on their land. Kind of blows up the whole Malachi stuff about tithing and yeah, curses and curses and stuff on the land. All that stuff's going to be re- reinstituted again, by the way. It's not for now. So I've talked about that on this channel. If you want to live by the Levitical law on giving to the house of God, um, you need to be giving up 25% of your money. Redeeming your time, that's how you get paid these days, unless you're selling fruits and vegetables. And even then, you're supposed to be giving that money, about 25-ish percent, to who, by the way? Just remember that. We are to be a living sacrifice. Well, do you mean if God wants me to give 100% of my paycheck to this mission right here or this this person that's trying to do this ministry over here? Well, if God tells you to do that and you don't, you're just you're disobedient. 100%, brother Mike? Yep, 100%. <laughs> All right, so uh, brother Gabriel here brings up Revelation 20 and verse 4. I believe that's the verse that talks about Yeah, and I saw thrones and they that sat and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. I have some interesting thoughts on this. Um, I know that we rule and reign with Christ Jesus. I do know that. Uh, Paul talks about that, but he never gives a definitive amount of time. That's interesting, but there's a definitive amount of time where these people actually rule and reign on the earth. They're given thrones and dominions. That's what it's talking about here, thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. It's talking about those that are martyred for the cause of Christ in the time of Jacob's trouble, that they rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. Now, that's not, I'm not taking a stand and saying, well, bless God, we're not going to be there ruling and reigning and judging this part of the earth or whatever. I'm not saying that, but I would I would encourage you to kind of look at that and just say, well, Paul says we're going to rule and reign with Christ Jesus. It doesn't give a definitive amount of time, but right here it does. It says for a thousand years. Just interesting to think about that uh, it may not be us Bible-believing Christians that are on this earth ruling and reigning, so to speak the kingdom of heaven that will finally be fulfilled where he sits on the throne. 
Hmm. It's interesting. I don't know. If you have some thoughts on that, uh, we could talk about that maybe possibly next time, okay? Well, it's been an hour, and it's been good. If nobody else has any other questions, I really appreciate the fact that uh, so many of you came in on a Thursday night. Um, thanks for the live streams. It's a good format for interaction. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, Brother Jake, for uh, actually uh, coming in tonight on the live stream. I, I really appreciate that. And all of you that have joined tonight on the live stream, thank you so much for joining uh, me here on a Thursday night on Let This Mind Be In You. Remember, be ambassadors this week. Every single day, you're bought with a price. You're positioned in Christ now as priests and kings, and you have such an amazing inheritance that's been gifted to you. Don't squander it. Don't continue in sin that grace may abound. Get your heart right. Live for Christ. Remember, he wants your heart. Don't just say it on the outward. Make sure, make sure this is correct. Your heart is is right with God. Right with God. Okay. So let's finish up with a word of prayer, and we'll close for tonight. And would you join me? And uh, if you have any uh, prayer requests and different things like that, make sure you uh, you can leave them on my Facebook channel. Uh, let this mind be in you, Ministries. Just look for that. and uh, Or you can send me an email at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I would love to pray for you and uh, correspond with you that way as well. Okay? Love you in the Lord. Let's, let's finish with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for these brothers and sisters in Christ that watched tonight. Lord, I thank you for the possibility that there were some that were without Christ that have seen this video already, have watched the live stream maybe just watched in silence, just trying to see what this is all about. Lord, I just pray that I didn't say anything that did any kind of damage or brought any kind of, as your word said, uh, talking about bringing that uh, shame and not being a good ambassador. Lord, I just pray that I didn't do anything to do that tonight, that I only spoke the words that you wanted me to speak. Lord, I thank you for just everything it seems so it seems so inadequate to just say thank you lord i don't know any other way to say how awesome you are or say how thankful i am but we are and i am so thankful i'm just thankful for what you've done for us thank you what you did for me when you took a rotten wretched sinner and made me a new creature in you and lord that my position now, Lord, is such a magnified position because of what you did. Lord, help me not to squander that. Help me to walk worthy of that vocation wherewith I'm called to. Lord, help us all. Lord, it's a calling that you've called us to. Lord, help us to give the word out this week, today, tomorrow, whenever it may be. Lord, help our ends of our conversation to match what we're saying on a day-to-day basis that our walk would match our talk. Lord, that's only through the power of your spirit because in me there's no good thing. So, Lord, help us. Lord, thank you for these brothers and sisters in Christ that watch tonight. Thank you for those that will watch later on. Lord, we love you. And, uh, Lord, even so, Lord, Jesus, come quickly. Our spirit groans within us, Lord. We're ready. Lord, you've 
seen fit and that we are to be here. So, Lord, help us to find your will and what you would have for us to be doing and to be about doing that, doing your will. We ask all these things in your precious holy name. and In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. So thank you very much again. I, uh, I had a great time tonight uh, speaking all the way through Romans chapter 3 and verse 10. So next time we'll pick that up um, next week. And then the week after that, just a quick announcement. Lord willing, I'll be going up to uh, New Jersey to see my dad. And I would um, we're going to attempt a live stream, not on Thursday night because that's Thanksgiving night. And I may be sleeping, <laughs> but uh, we're going to have some good time with the family there. And then I think that'll be a Friday night, the day after Thanksgiving, me and my dad, and we'll be going through still Romans, but it'll be my dad. So I know uh, AV Maritime Bible Believer, uh, you were talking about, I believe it was you that were saying I should do some more things with my dad. Well, Lord willing, we will. That's two weeks from tomorrow. So on that Friday, right after Thanksgiving. So thank you so much for uh, joining me here tonight. Uh, Love you in the Lord, and God bless you all. Let this mind be in you. All right. Love you. God bless.